Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to another episode of the Celtics Reddit Podcast, episode 50, episode 50 of the podcast, or the Eddie House episode, as I've just decided we're calling it. My name is Ben Vallis, aka Brutal Gash, and joining me from across the Tasman there in New Zealand to chop it up about these Celtics, it is Joe, aka Nosecrodes McFly. Joe, how's it going, mate? It's good, mate. It's good to be at episode 50, and being you're a total pro, and I think you should um, just raise your bet, you know? And acknowledge the the the, the gentle applause. Just do the SCG. Um, bringing here. up just the, all the gabber, all the wacker. <laughs> I got to shout out my. Or if you find yourself this summer, it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> Look, uh, I don't, I don't know, know about it? new you uh, New Zealanders, mate, but uh, here in Australia, fifty runs is uh, you're only halfway there, mate. So I'm not going to be lifting <laughs> the bat just yet. Going to keep keep my head down, keep uh, you know playing it right, and uh, and get to that time. Yeah, yeah. We um, you might remember Stephen Fleming. Oh yeah. Um, Stephen Fleming um, was like quite notable for like it took him ages to get his first test century, you know, for like a really good batsman. It took him like I want to say it took him like five years into his test career before he finally got it. So yeah, so he 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 did a bit of premature raising of the bat once or twice. <laughs> Can't blame him. You get excited, you know, the anticipation's yeah. building. Uh, look, if you're still with us uh, and you haven't tuned out, <laughs> Celtics fans, just quickly before we get into it, if you do want to reach out, the best way to do so is to comment on the Reddit thread for this episode, or you can find us on Twitter at Celtic Reddit Pod. Joe, a spicy, very spicy, very uh, um, comforting 3-1 West Coast road trip for the Celtics. Uh, we're here to talk about it. What are, you, what are, what are your thoughts? Are you, are you feeling any different about this team? How, how have your expectations um, for, the, for the team changed. Oh, that's a great intro, Ben. Um, <laughs> I, I sort of feel like uh, what this road trip has done, and I'll put it like a little, uh, this probably sounds a little more jaded than I actually want it to sound, but it all it's shown for me is that the team's not worse than I thought. It's definitely not worse than I thought, you know? Um, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm very much, um, my expectations are very, very much lowered for the team at this point. Um, and it's, I'd say the trip's done nothing to raise my expectations. Um, but at the same time, my hopes are high. My hopes are still high. I'm not, you know, we're fans. Our hopes stay high. And, and I haven't had any reason to sort of lower my hopes, I guess, you know? So does that make sense? So I guess that the, the range, 
the range of expected outcomes I don't feel has changed as a result of this. Right, interesting. Because I feel like after there was a lot to come out of this road trip, starting with the the Soul Plane, the the Uno on the plane, you know, <laughs> flying across the uh, the country, the USA, heading over to uh, to Oakland, I guess, where they first played the Warriors, and and they got off that plane, or like it seemed like a rejuvenated team. At least that was the like the vibe that they were putting out there, right? And then you know they went and rattled off a, a nice win against maybe a slightly hampered Warriors team, but. I just felt I just feel like since this West Coast trip, and I'm, I'm I know that I'm not the only one to feel this way. The 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 attitude and the energy around the team just feels a lot more positive. And even in that loss to Golden uh, to the Clippers, rather, it didn't. You know, we got blown out. It was a shitty game, but the Clippers came out hot and with a lot of energy. And it was, you know, it was the last game on a long road trip. You know, LA nightlife goes undefeated. I believe is what <laughs> they say. And I just did, didn't feel like as disappointing. A loss as as some of those prior losses to to subpar teams. Not that the Clippers are a subpar team at all. Um, so I, I really have come away from this trip that I totally was not any part of, feeling like really positive about the team, and I'm, I'm excited for this three game homestand coming up. I I do feel like they've turned a corner. It feels different. It feels different. I guess is what I'm saying. Uh, okay. Okay. But Ben. Okay. So, um, if you're watching. Bear with me as I make up an analogy completely on the fly here. Okay. Um, okay, so I don't know, Ben, if you've ever, like, stooped so low as to watch um, The Bachelor and maybe you've given yourself an excuse because it's the honey badger this season, so it'll be really funny. So I'll yeah, watch it. Yeah, uh, I'm married. <laughs> I've watched <laughs> right. a lot worse than the, batch, the Bachelor, but yes, yes. <laughs> right. I'm, okay. I'm familiar with the honey badger. Please the go The honey on. badger. It was great. <laughs> um, okay, so... In the course of an episode, right, there will be, like, um, these girls, right, and they'll be like, oh, um, Bachelor did X with me, okay, or he might have, like, he pulled me aside at the cocktail party. This might mean da 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 right? And I feel like there's an element, would you agree, Ben, that there's an element of that in us as fans, right? Like, there's an, and, and <laughs> you know, it's like we're... The championship is the honey badger, and we are like some poor girl, you know, like hoping for attention at the cocktail yeah. party. So, so I'm I'm the fan that's being pulled aside by the honey badger, by the the Celtics and their aspirations, uh, and and being told something that you know doesn't necessarily mean that I'm not going to be not given a rose at the end of the episode. Sure, sure. Does that align and, with what you're saying? Well. <laughs> Yeah, sorry. I might need to go back and listen to the tape. But um, <laughs> look, I think it's fine to be hopeful, right? Um, but at the same time, we don't want to be like, you know, uh, the blondie from the last season, the poor girl who knew Nick Cummins before, just like we've known championship glory before. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and um, man, nobody's going to get this in the States, but... Um, <laughs> You know, the stage five clinger. We don't want to be stage five clingers. No, you know, no, you're, like, you're absolutely it, right. It's just heartbreak. You just want it to end for the stage five clingers. You want, you know, you want them to get knocked out in the first round. But they, you know, but cruel old Nick Cummins keeps, keeps bringing them on for the drama. And I sort of feel like there's just a bit of that around this team right now. If, yeah. If I haven't distorted, if I haven't distorted that um, comparison too much. No, I mean, I mean, first of all, you know, and bringing up 
um, Stephen Fleming, you know, New Zealand cricket and uh, the Australian Bachelor. We haven't alienated our audience at all, so uh, full steam ahead. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I, I, is is there no is there no little tickle of a of a of a feeling coming out of this road trip for you, Joe? That maybe it it does because like sure we've 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 been here all season, right? It's been a a roller coaster ride and an emotional roller coaster ride where. You know they they were great. They started off six and two, and then they were terrible, and then they were great again. They had that the eight game winning streak, and then they were terrible, and then they were great again. And a little bit here we are, right? But it does kind of feel different. I think I hate to quote Kyrie Irving because I hate a lot of what comes out of his mouth, but it start it <laughs> did start with him, right? Like and the energy, um, the the positive uptick in the energy seemed to start with him, and it does seem to be trickling down with the team. And you know there was some really really good hard-fought wins um, on that road trip, a long way from home, uh, fighting against LA nightlife. Uh, I don't know. It just, I know that I'm not the only way, to, only one to feel this way. It just, it, it, it does feel a little bit different. <laughs> um, so, look, I'm a fan too. So, right, I'm going to get irrational and, um, you know, when the, you know, Nick Cummins can raise my hopes just as much as the next girl, right? But, <laughs> <laughs> um, so of course, you know, like the win against Golden State was awesome and exciting. So, so my hopes, like I still feel reason to hope, but like when I come back down to it, I'm like, has this team changed its character? I, I don't know. Uh, I'm still not convinced of that. Like, it's just we have this, we have this really strong desire, right, to hear the feel good stories. We want the, we want the plane trip ride that changed everything, right? Course, like we course. so want that story. And it's like we've heard enough of these stories about that were written sort of three months after the fact where there was a plane ride and something did actually change that we kind of want to imagine that it's happening right now. We we kind of memorialize things as they're happening. And it's sort of it's like I don't know. It's it's recency bias. It's just it's just um I just don't think it'll prove to be that significant in the long run. What I would agree with you on though is that like clearly Kyrie Irving sets the mood for this team, right? Like that that that's that's sort of been pretty clearly demonstrated, eh? Yeah, I think so. And and you know, his mood has changed, hopefully permanently. Um and, you know, things have been looking up in in the very small amount of time since. Uh Reddit user BM Octo says going three and one on a West Coast road trip is a good outcome regardless of the nature of last night's loss, referring to the Clippers loss. Um, there's a user by the name of Coffee Shit who says, <laughs> <laughs> "I can relate." So, <laughs> so Horford has been, Horford has only been playing low to mid twenty minutes a game lately, which I honestly hadn't noticed. Um, he says it's good to keep him fresh for the playoffs, but we will probably need him if we have a shot or if we want to have a shot at the three seed, which would be really nice. So Horford has been playing really well. His stats have. Uh, probably mm. dipped a little bit and uh yeah hadn't noticed that but uh, i checked the last few box scores and he has been playing less minutes per game lately so it's nice to see a bit of a more of a long-term outlook by brad and the coaching staff sort of managing Horford's minutes a bit starting to rest him a little bit heading up towards the playoffs um but danny t daniel tice has been underwhelming <laughs> to say the least it was terrible yeah. during this road trip he's had a bit of a setback um this this year hasn't really like he hasn't really kicked on this year has he no he's had he's um, had moments hmm yeah. Um so it was did you listen to Bill Simmons's 
uh, podcast with Rosillo. Yeah, I, I just finished listening to it today. Well, what I thought was interesting was like they were explaining what happened when Robert Williams got subbed in really quickly <laughs> against uh, Portland, right? Which I yeah. had no idea about. It's because Horford like needed to keep getting stretched out, and like this is in the middle of a game, so clearly the guy's, um, you know, clearly the guy's body is not a hundred percent right. Like clearly there's there's a, uh, quite a lot of maintenance going on there, so. Um, Maybe this is just the price we pay, but boy, we miss it when he's not out there. Like, oh, definitely, it, it's night and day. It, I, I, one thing I've really enjoyed is, um, d- do you know this play I'm talking about? It's sort of like, it'll be like a pick and pop. Smart, smart will bring the ball up. Kyrie will be on the wing. It'll be a pick and pop, and it'll go straight into a dribble handoff for Kyrie. Um, yeah. That play feels like a real staple for us. And yeah. It, it it feels reliable, you know? Like, it feels like we are reliably going to get something good out of this. He and used man, to work we really well with Isaiah there. Thomas as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, so, we, we man, we really miss him, but maybe this is just the price we have to pay to have to have Al right now. Like, um, that makes me a little sad. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know. What Do, do you think... Where do you think he is at health wise? Like do you think do you think this is this is precautionary or do you think this is reactionary? I think it's precautionary. I think it's you know, thirty two I just turned thirty two, so I can now say thirty two is not that old. <laughs> um <laughs> it, it's surely it's it's uh, preserving oneself for the playoffs, right? We we know what playoff owl is. We've had him for three seasons now. We we know the difference the playoff the, the playoff game makes for Al Horford. There's no reason to to think that it isn't just a, a complete preserve the body mode for, for Al Horford and, you know, and the, um, the physio staff, I guess, with the Celtics. Um, he, he is essential to, to our entire you know, defense and offense. We, we need him on his game. We need him on the court. We need him healthy. Um, so there's every reason to restrict his minutes and to keep you know, massaging whatever little niggles that he's feeling in his body to keep him healthy and keep him ready for, for the big games ahead. I just, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not that worried at this point. Yeah. Um, it is interesting that he's paying so little minutes, though. Like the guy pointing it out, um, <laughs> coffee, coffee shit, shit. It out. <laughs> like just, just an evocative name. We've <laughs> all been there. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I mean, I you, you hope for the best, right? You know, um, I I really hope it is that. But yeah, like he's essential, uh, essential. Al, um, he's. I feel like he's like the floor to our playoff hopes, and if Kyrie's the ceiling, does that make sense? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be, I mean, he's 32 now. You know, you mentioned we're starting to see these minutes restrictions, which, you know, in March is probably not that alarming. But uh, a, a Celtics season or seasons without Al Horford are in the foreseeable future, or at least without this iteration mm. of Al Horford. And uh, I mean, I don't know. I you, you just hope that he um, can still have some sort of impact, whether it's his tutelage of, you know, a young and up and coming big or, you know, hypothetically Anthony Davis or, or who knows, but he's going to really need to do like a knowledge transfer essentially to yeah. whoever fills his role um, for us to keep playing the way that we're playing and totally. to have whatever semblance of an identity we have at the moment. To- totally. Yeah. He, I think that's so true. Uh, yeah. We, we, we do depend on him for our identity, you know? Like, there's no, there's no switch everything defense if Al Horford's not on the floor. Yeah. Like, really, eh? 
you know. Um, there's no ball. There's no, yeah, offensively, he's just so crucial. He, yeah. Um, I don't really, I mean, maybe Robert Williams, I am on record as, think, as <laughs> thinking that is having very, very low expectations for Robert Williams. But he has shown flashes as a passer. But Al Horford's just next level, eh? Um, do you think he'll opt out? Do you think he'll do the opt out and sign a longer deal? Are you optimistic for that? Um, I, I would, you, would you want it to happen? And do you think it's going to happen? Yeah, I would, I would want it to happen. I, what I really want, I know this is not really answering your question, but of, of all the, the players that I've, I've loved as a Celtics fan over the years, I, I really want to see Al Horford win a championship. He's just so clever. He plays the game so well. And he just seems like such a stand-up guy. Like, I really want to see him win a championship. And, mm. you know, to, to get back to your question, I, I do feel like he would opt out and, and take a lesser contract if it meant Danny Ainge and staff could sign, you know, the, the sort of backlog of players and role players and whatnot that could put us in the best position to win. Mm. I do feel like he's kind of bought into, like, Celtics culture a little bit. So I, I feel like he'll probably do what's best for the team that will probably still involve quite a lot of money, several millions of dollars for Al Horford. Um, so it's, it's kind of a win-win, I, po- I suppose. But yeah, I do feel like he'll opt out if that puts us in a position to sign a, a high-caliber free agent. I, I don't think it would really help us sign a high-caliber free agent, but it just might help us with the repeat attacks, right? What, what's your sort of upper limit, like in terms of, I think, because if he opts out, I'm guessing he'd sign another four-year deal. Yes. Um, what's your sort of, Upper kind of, like, would you be okay with four years a hundred? Yeah, no, maybe. So what's that? That's twenty five a year. Um, uh, see, I feel like that's going to be way too much to pay him when he's yeah. thirty six. I was thinking way, more way, like, way too much. I was thinking more like fifteen a year. So yeah. what? Four years, sixty. So like a that might be contract. too low. Like I'd be so happy with that. Like that's. Definitely going to be a plus value contract. But, uh, for, we've for seen two years. people do it before, right? Like mm. um, maybe Dirk's not the best example, but Tim Duncan might be a better recent example who he took way less money than he, he deserved at the time um, to to put the team in a better position to win. So maybe he um, takes a similar attitude in in re-signing. Okay, do you think Al Horford really wants to play with Kyrie Irving in his heart of hearts? Uh, um, I think that he wants to win with the Celtics. I, I, right. I do believe that. And I don't know if Kyrie Irving matters that much as far as Al Horford's desire to win with the Celtics. Like, he really... Like, he's been with us for a while now. He's, he's one of our longer-tenured players, him and, and Smart. And he does, he does really seem to like the franchise. Mm. Um, so I, I think he's bought in. And, you know, so be it. Kyrie Irving's ended up on this team and... and whether or not his his you know ideal ticket to a championship, I I think he's I think he's like a, a Celtics sort of lifer at this point. It feels it totally feels I I do actually agree. Um, it does feel like that. I I I sort of wonder. You know, like like Horford came and if you remember the type of team he joined, right? That team was so different a year later, eh? You know. And um, I often wonder whether a guy like Al Horford is like, man, this isn't exactly what I signed up for. Like, I don't yeah. think he signed up for the circus, you know, like no. this year's been. That's interesting because we, we had that playoff series that we lost to um, 
Al Horford's Hawks, where you know we I think we won a couple of games. We had Evan yeah, Turner, yeah. obviously Isaiah well, Thomas, and it was a really hard fought series. Bradley got hurt in that series. That's right. It? Yeah. Um, and we played really well. And I don't remember any of the exact quotes or anything that Al Horford said exactly. But upon signing with Boston, he definitely referred to like the crowd, the the Boston mm. crowd during that playoff series, and just the intensity and the fight, um, and like the sort of that underdog mentality of that team. And yeah, like now. Like Isaiah Thomas is gone, Crowd is gone, Bradley's gone, um, Amir Johnson's gone. If you want to loop him into all of that, like it's just a completely different team. Mm. Um, but I do. The culture is is still consistent, right? The culture around the city and the franchise um, and those running it has remained consistent. So I don't know. I I hope that there's enough there for Al Horford to to re-sign. Um, I I do feel like he's bought in. So so we'll yeah. see. I, I do want to get back to this season though, because you know we did have a, a nice little promising stretch recently on the on on the West Coast, and obviously we've got different differing opinions of what that means for the outlook of this team and the identity of this team, and whether or not this changes anything. Um, do you, what do you think at this point has to happen for you, Joe, for for you to sort of switch your, I guess, your attitude towards the team up? Like, is there is there anything that they can do at this point to to change your mind? Yeah, I mean, win a ton of games in a row. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, kind of simple, right? <laughs> or no, yeah, but not they don't have to win a ton of games. They don't have to win every game. Just like okay, so if we look at what we've got coming up next, we've got Kings, right? Tough game, and important to win for their pick. Kings, Hawks, sneaky tough game. Should win that. Um, that's a five thirty game on Sunday morning. Yeah, three thirty a.m. here, but it's a Sunday, so I'll be up. Are you just gonna go right the way through? No, I'll get up. I'm an old man. <laughs> I'll go to bed at like nine <laughs> and get up. <laughs> uh, then we got um, the Nuggets. Then we got the Sixers. Mm-hmm. Then we got the Hornets, Spurs, Cavs, Pacers, Nets, Heat, Heat, Sixers. Oh no, not six. Pacers again. Magic. Like, there is no... This is a tough stretch. So I don't know how many games I just called out then. I didn't count them up. Um, Quite a few. probably figure it out by adding <laughs> up our record. 41 and 27, so there must be 14 games left. I so, think you're on the money there. So out of those 14 games, right, there's only really, like, like there's the care... There's how many games you'd be like, yeah, this is, this is one that's like, I'd be stunned if we lost this. I'd be stunned if we lost the Cavs game. Right, and that's about it. Maybe the magic game because I feel like the magic is going to be knocked out um, of the playoffs of the of you know of contention by that stage. But you know, so over these fourteen games, like if we go like twelve and two, yeah, or even like eleven and three, I'll be like, oh yeah, okay, that's something. If we go ten and four, which means we're a fifty-one one team, I'm like, nah, we're still to me, we're still the same. Like that's not that's that doesn't to me say that I, it all does come down to how you do it too, right? Like I want to see us fight back for some, you know, when the Clippers started to get on top of us, um, I I sort of feel like we have this habit of we start to shoot threes when we get down behind a lot, and what we really need to do to turn our to turn our fortunes around in the middle of the game is. It feels to me like we get very aggressive defensively. We start picking up, picking up full court. We start forcing turnovers. Like mm-hmm. I want to see that develop as a bit of a pattern for getting us out of runs. Like I feel like that's something we can 
rely on. Um, yeah. So, but but yeah, I want to see a good record, and I want to see them respond to adversity inside a game a bit better. Sure, fair enough. And certainly, transition defense was a huge glaring issue against the Clippers, um, mm. as well as our defense of the high pick and roll. And I'm not sure about yeah. the high pick and roll, but Brad Stevens in an interview in the last couple of days said that specifically the transition defense was something that the Celtics were just hammering home in, in practice, just trying to get better and better at that. So hopefully there's a bit of an emphasis there. Um, hopefully we don't allow as many offensive rebounds as well. That would be huge. But um... That would be great. But like, <laughs> let's be honest, we, that is us. Like, that is not changing. <laughs> yeah, and that, like, that seems to have been us in, in all of the iterations of the Brad Stevens Celtics totally. so far. It's just, I, I don't know what it is. But um, so, so if we, so, okay, the three games that are run between now and the next time we'll record an episode of the Kings, the Hawks, and the Nuggets, and they're all at TD Garden. Um, if we rattle off all three of those games, particularly the game against the Nuggets there, we come back and we record another episode in a week, Joe, you're not thinking at that point that we've truly turned the corner. Say we win no. those games convincingly. It's going to take more than that. No. Yep. It's got to take more than that. But. This team, we have 70 games of inconsistency. This team is inconsistent until proven to be consistent, right? And, um, you know, I always feel like I'm being generous saying that they can prove <laughs> it over 14 games. Yeah. I, I Like, I, I, where I'm at with this team is I think they're likely going to get bounced in the second round. I think, that's by f- I think that's by far the most likely thing to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, is that going to change if we go you know, over these next 14, if we go, I don't know, like nine and five, like am I, you know, if we go three and oh in this next thing, does that really influence whether I think we're legitimately better than the Raptors or the Bucks? Nah, nah. Um, I think we're about the same. I yeah. think that the, with the sample size we've got so far, right? Like the, the season so far and how we've done and the Bucks and the Raptors, et cetera, have done so far. I agree with you, but this 14-game sample size coming up, right? So going into the playoffs, the team that I would put my money behind is the team who's playing their best basketball in, in this last stretch of games. And what we just saw on that West Coast trip gives me some optimism that we are about to be starting to play our best basketball. And, you know, lately we've seen, I think the Raptors dropped a game to the Suns, I believe. They did. Uh, um, the Bucks lost to the Suns. Right. Bucks the- lost to the Suns. Raptors lost to the Cavs. There you go, right? blown out by the Cavs, yeah. And meanwhile, you know, obviously we got blown out by the Clippers. Not ideal, but there were some circumstances there being the last game on a long road trip um, that I'm not too down in the dumps with regards to that game. But if we rattle off these next three games, and so we've won, what, six of our last seven, you can start to say that maybe we're starting to play our best basketball. We're trending in the right direction heading into the playoffs. And I mean, that's got to give you some optimism. We're heading in the right direction at the right time. And perhaps... Some other teams are going the opposite way. Yeah, I mean, at the same time, like, Toronto, I feel like, has kind of established themselves. Um, you know, like, they've, once you've established yourself as you're a veteran team, you you know, you've established who you are, those drop games to me matter a lot less. I can kind of chalk them up to boredom a little easier than the Celtics, which haven't really established themselves this season, I feel. You know, and um, does that does that make sense, Ben? Like, yeah, yeah, it does. It, you know, like like a, 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 the Raptors blowing like a something like that is just not the same as the Celtics 
who haven't yet managed to establish themselves as a dominant team yet, kind of proving that they're not yet dominant. Um, whereas I feel like who the Raptors are in my head is kind of formed, you know? And yeah. the Bucks as well. Look, maybe maybe I'm clutching at straws here, just uh, you know, falling off a cliff, and I'm, I'm reaching reaching out for a vine. Okay, okay, <laughs> no, 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 okay. So, so, the, okay, look, the one I'm sort of trying to cap the the um the upside, you know, of what I feel about the scene. Sure, but no, I understand. Beating Golden State by 33 is still flipping good. Like it proves that on our day we can beat Golden State by 33. Like that's something. It is something. It does prove that there's reason to hope, and it means that. You know, as long as this team is in it, like there's, you should keep you should keep the TV turned on. You know, um, it just means that like, um, I I just I just watch our mood swings as a fan base, right? And even myself, I'm like, what? Why am I expecting expected? Because the expectation's the killer. It's not the hope. The hopes mm-hmm. hopes keep it's fun. It keeps you watching. It keeps you hope. You know. When we're down 17 in the third, right, you hope that they can come back, and that's why you still keep watching. Um, that's fun, and I think that's really good. But it, when you expect, you know, um, things to happen, then you just kind of get, and you get disappointed really easily, you know. Um, you become like poor old Cassie and, and The Bachelor, <laughs> you know. Forever her hopes are dashed, you know. Um, and, <laughs> yep. and, you know, and I just, I like, <laughs> maybe I'm getting too deep on this, but I just don't think that's a good way to, like, live. Um, yeah, hope, you, you should be hopeful. We should always be optimistic about our team, right? Like, things can happen is very different to expecting that something will happen. You know, and I think your expectations have to be realistic. And I think your hopes are allowed to be optimistic. Yeah, no, that, that I think that that's probably going to be speaking to everyone listening to this Joe, right? Like that's, it's kind of, it kind of sums up the season where the expectations were basically championship. The first episode that we put out for this season was called championship vibes. It looked good after game mm-hmm. one against Philly. And then those expectations and the reality have, have not been aligned. Um, and there's probably a lot of people out there like me will saying, well, what about this? Like, this has looked really good lately. Maybe that's a sign of a, of an uptick. And then it's, it's never worked out. And you know, like I said earlier in the show, like here, here I am again. Here we are again. We've seen a slight little uptick, a slight little improvement in energy from the team, and uh, I think a lot of people, myself included, um, however unfortunate that might be, are ready to jump back on the wagon or off the wagon or whatever yeah. it is. <laughs> um, I think this much is this much is legit though. Like it is way more fun to cheer for a team that seems to like each other and is in a good mood, right? Like, yeah, sure. Like, that's absolutely true. Absolutely true. I'm way more looking forward. I'm having way more fun, right, in this last week than I did in the couple of weeks previous. Hmm. So, speaking of this road trip, last four games, Boston, second in the league in true shooting percentage, tied first in charges drawn since March 5th, which is the first day of the uh, of the road trip. Gordon Hayward didn't have a great game against the Clippers, but fifth overall in field goal percentage over the last four games and players who have played over 20 minutes per game. And if I were to tell you, Joe, to guess who was first overall in steals over the last four games, hint, it's a Celtic player. <laughs> any uh, any names you want to nominate there? I mean, without looking at the run sheet. <laughs> <laughs> You're breaking Kyrie. the fourth wall. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, would, that be, would that be a certain smart? It, it would. 
It would be one yeah. of the Marquee, yes. Hey, the smart hey, one. by the way, <laughs> Bill Simmons, stand down. Did you hear him, like, failing to put respect on Marcus's name as a defender in that podcast? Yeah. I, I have a theory about Bill Simmons. I, I think that he's trying to really backpedal on his image as a Celtics guy. I don't think right. that that is anything to do with this season necessarily, but I do think that, um, like, the collective ringer Bill Simmons fan base you know, 90% of them, the the 90% that aren't Celtics fans, collectively grown whenever he brings up the Celtics. And I feel like he's he's trying to kind of do what KOC has done a really good job of and, and make himself more of an NBA generalist. Mm. Um, which, as someone who um, gravitated towards Bill Simmons as a Celtics fan, is very frustrating. Because I, I don't... Yeah. It's like... Like, I know that they haven't been... Obviously, they haven't been great, but I feel like he's not watching all of the games. I, I really don't feel like his takes um, are that balanced with regards to the Celtics. Yeah, I mean, he's just he's just a fan, right? So, like I don't hold him to the expectations like 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 I hold, you know, Danger Cart to way higher. Sure, um, sure. Way higher standards than I hold Bill Simmons to, right? <laughs> Bill Simmons is just like us writ large. But I was like <laughs> That's true. But but I was still like, man, like you dogging Marcus Smart like Man, I'm not cool with that. He was like, Marcus Smart's been kind of up and down this year. I was like, this is the best season of his career. By far. Hands down. Hands <laughs> yeah. down. He's actually been, like, pretty consistent offensively. You know? Like, you look back over the last... Like, I feel like he's in double figures every second game. You know? He's yeah. shooting 42% from the field. One of our best three-point shooters. Three. Yeah. One of our... Like, he's like... Yeah. You know? Like, man, come on, Simmons. Like... I expect you to be a fan, man. I expect you to be a fan. Marcus, yeah. don't, don't, like, flip, do not raise your hand against the anointed one, Bill Simmons. <laughs> do yeah, not look, do it. <laughs> there's going to be a lot of angry people out there. But, yeah, I, <laughs> I do think there's some substance to that theory. I, I do think that he's, he's maybe backpedaling his Celtics fandom a little bit, whether or not it's because he's embarrassed about how, you know, he was very publicly having high hopes for this season, and obviously that hasn't worked out. But you know, for whatever reason, it seems like he's he's really backtracking there, which is is frustrating. Thought he was one of us, Joe. Thought he was one of us. Yeah, I man, I'm not happy with that. I mean, he can bag Terry Rozier all he likes. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm down with that. <laughs> yeah, there are exceptions. <laughs> poor uh, Terry. Poor Terry. So, oh, man. a couple more Reddit shoutouts very quickly before we move on. Uh, Anakin Anakin's Leet writes, "If it makes you feel any better." Toronto lost to the Cavs by 25, as we alluded to earlier. Another user, Aiden Rose from Sydney, Australia, made a trip to the States and planned everything specifically Australia. around seeing the Celtics. Australia. Uh, says, not only did I fulfill a lifetime goal of seeing the Celtics live, but I feel like I witnessed a resurgence. You're on the same page as me, Joe. It's great. Uh, <laughs> literally, still on a high. And he also thinks our guys are going to be tough in the playoffs. Quote, the guys have been there before. And that's, what, that's what makes us better. Than the Bucks or Raptors, um, very much on the moving the needle towards the maximum optimism side there, Aiden Rose. But uh, I feel you, mate. I'm I'm with you. I uh, yeah. I've got high hopes for the playoffs. Um, as unrealistic as they they might be, I do feel like they they are starting to turn things around. And and congrats on making that trip from Sydney as well and getting over there and seeing a few games. Good on you. Yeah, that's the dream. That's the dream. Mm. Yeah, I don't want to be like. Like I'm not trying to, um, you know, I don't, I'm, not, I'm not trying to piss in everyone's wheat bix here, you know. I'm, <laughs> um, I'm really not. I'm just trying to say, like, guys, like, you need to, you know, like, 
man, have fun. You got to have fun with it. Like, and if if it's more fun for you to like be optimistic about the team, you know what? More power to you. But for me, it's more fun to just retain hopes rather than expectations. Yeah, I, and I, I, Joe, like, don't don't get me wrong. Like, one of the one of the great reasons why this podcast works is that we our our expectations and thoughts on the team are calibrated somewhat differently. And Wait, it's good this, that there's a balance. This podcast works. <laughs> it does. <laughs> so I'm told. The numbers don't lie. <laughs> there are dozens of them. <laughs> dozens of listeners. <laughs> um, but seriously, though, like it, yeah. it's good that we have differing viewpoints, and we have these conversations. You know, every week we record them, we put them out there. Other people listen to them, but I, I walk away, um, a more learned Celtics fan, I suppose, because of these discussions. So it's good to. Yeah, it's true. I don't want to say brought down. Because you know uh, you can't bring me down. I'm I'm glad <laughs> as I, Celtics fan. They're gonna win it all, but it, it it does help to sort of have my viewpoint readjusted a little bit um, more towards uh, some sort of sense of um, things based in reality. Yeah, and also I think there's also a, a necessary counterbalance for me in that um, you've got to make sure you're still having fun. Like you've got to be a little irrational, right? Like. Um, you know, like you've got, you know, you've got to, those hopes have to spill over a little bit into expectations. So maybe you're right after kind of to, to wind up the back, the clock back on all those discussions. Like maybe you're right. You know, like yeah, there's a little hope, but you know, um, do I think we're a slightly better team? Maybe I do in my heart of hearts, but my brain is just like it's like a like a governor chip, you know, on the on the engine. You know, it's like a limiter. And um and that's just kind of what's happening. That's what's going on for me internally right now, Ben. My heart just wants to rev like crazy, um, when we do good, but my brain is just putting the limited chip on it right now. That's uh, it's a very sensible and realistic take. Um, lots to think about here, and, and lots to be hopeful for, or not, uh, with the, the pregame game homestand coming up. <laughs> just you do you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks, we're going to take a very quick break and be back in a moment for the Reddit recap. Folks, welcome back. This is the Reddit recap, and we're going to start by a post to the sub by user Airmag Swag, and it's a little excerpt from the Knuckleheads podcast. Kyrie to Tatum on said podcast. I'll get out of your way once you get to that point. Me and you are going for the guts and glory when it's all on the, all on the line. I know I need you right next to me. I- interesting. I read that and I was like, <laughs> okay, all right, maybe he's going to stay with the Celtics. Maybe yeah. uh, everything is rosy. Um. I don't know if you got a chance to listen to the the podcast at all, Joe. But um, so it's an interesting little uh, takeaway from from that little interview. I have not had a chance to listen to the podcast. It's sort of um, we're sort of you. Know, I don't know what it's, if you find this um, Ben, but you sort of get like once you hit Tuesday over here, like the Monday ones come out, and you kind of like get full up. And then there's the Rosillo and Simmons one, which is something I look forward to. Anyway, excuse, excuse, excuse. I will <laughs> listen to it. Um. But that, 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 I mean, I guess I, Kyrie, I wouldn't be surprised if anything happens, right? Like, would I be surprised if he stays? I've, and which is, it, you know, for me, I don't know about you, Ben, but I was like, sure he's staying. And now I'm like, man, who knows what he'll do? Nothing, nothing can surprise me. 
My um my total experience from beginning of the season to now was he's definitely staying. Obviously, that coincided with him saying that he's definitely staying and will resign if we'll have him. <laughs> I believe are his words. And then uh yeah, he's staying, staying, staying. Oh, hang on a second, this New York noise. Oh, it's probably nothing. And then he started to really get shitty towards the media, right? And you know, recorded walking into a game, being like, I can't wait till my playing days are over or whatever he said. Um, it was almost flat out asked. You know, if if there was any substance to the rumors about him and Katie potentially joining up in in New York, and rather than squashing it, he kind of danced around it a little bit, and there was a lot of negativity to come out. We all we all know about it, but at that point, I was like, oh, maybe he's not staying. And then that continued, and then I got to a point where I was like, I actually don't care if he stays or not. I'm sick of his shit. Yeah. Like very very annoying. From you know, we talked about earlier, <laughs> wanting to have hope and optimism for the team, wanting to enjoy watching the team, and when there's this background soap opera there's nothing enjoyable about it and you could see it on the court affecting all the players and then the soul plane trip you know you, you hear uh, reports of him singing to the guys however that <laughs> played out playing Zamuno, being a leader um you know starting to take accountability for some of the the negativity around the team maybe apologizing and then this renewed energy and now I'm straight back to he's definitely signing with the team again. That's how quickly uh, things turn around in my mind, Joe. So uh, yeah. I'm convinced. And this you're uh, on the roller coaster, bro. <laughs> I am bruh. right on. I'm bruh. front row on the roller coaster with my arms and my legs out, uh, potentially getting ripped off by uh, <laughs> a passing metal pole. Um, I'm I'm right on it. So I've I've got to bring this up because I you know I might have thought it was hilarious, more hilarious than it actually was, but I literally <laughs> you know I literally lolled. Which actually doesn't happen as much as, you know, we might think. Um, the the back-to-back podcast, which is sort of a lot of the old um, hoop, true hoop mm-hmm. kind of guys, um, they had this thing um, where they talked about how, um, they talked about how, like, Kyrie and KD don't like the media because they feel like when they're in front of the media, they're in a position, put in a position where they have to lie. And the guys are like, look, man, like, this is how you do You've just got to learn how to navigate life like this right like and you know when your wife asks you does my you know do i look fat in this dress right <laughs> you've got yeah. to kind of get through that situation right <laughs> and they and then they started riffing on they started riffing on it and they're like <laughs> imagine answering imagine answering your spouse like how Kyrie does right like <laughs> i thought this was so funny and they're, they're like you know your wife says do i look fat in this dress Kyrie says Ask me July 31st or July 1st. <laughs> That's the end of that conversation. Yeah, <laughs> You're out. You're out the door. <laughs> hey, Ben slash Kyrie, can you, can you empty the dishwasher? <laughs> Not my threshold. <laughs> I don't know anyone. Shit. And then... <laughs> yeah. What about this uh, one? You know, like I can sort of imagine um, Kyrie... Um, do you mind? I'm just, I'm just trying to get to the, I'm just trying to get to the, to the, um, to the jug to fill up my cup, cup of coffee. <laughs> Can, uh, do you mind just shuffling it out of the way? You know what? I'll get out of your way once you get to that point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. At that point, like this, the spouse is like, I'm, I might have married a bit of a dickhead here. I might have a problem on my hands. <laughs> she might, yeah. But anyway, yeah. um, back-to-back podcasts can be a frustrating listen sometimes. Sometimes it can be really good, but that was champagne stuff. Yeah, I thought it was that's, hilarious. That's great. I don't think yeah. I did it justice. No, no, but I mean, it's it's worth it's worthwhile bringing up because it, it um 
it kind of brings these most recent comments back into line and adds a bit more context. There's obviously a lot of background, a lot of history to this, and this is kind of just the latest, maybe the peak on the roller coaster before we all plunge downwards again. But um, at the moment, you know, I'm riding it. I'm on top. I'm feeling good. It's definitely re-signing with the Celtics. You heard it here. You're, I was going to say you heard it here first, but it's not. You didn't hear it first. <laughs> I'm going to corner Tim. I'm going to corner Tim. Kai Polar. <laughs> We're all That's suffering right. from a. Uh, Kaipolar disorder. Kaipolar disorder, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> you may be right. So, user, big Australian boat, wrote, this sub doesn't know how to watch games without having a Celtics player to dump on. And I kind of wanted to bring this up earlier, but there's been a lot of talk about maybe replacing Mook, Mook Morris in the starting lineup, or um, Chuck Morris, as people have been calling him, <laughs> with, uh, with Jalen Brown. So, um. Out of first of all, we we should speak to Big Australian Boat's points. Like uh, I don't know how much time you spend in the in the game threads or on the sub during or after the games, Joe. But there does seem to be like this um, token scapegoat with every game, yeah. and yeah. Uh, it's been McMorris like every game recently. Do you think there's any sort of substance to that, or is that totally. a is that a natural fan behavior, or what, what do you reckon? Nah, I think he's I think he's got a point, and and you see it in yourself. Well. I don't see it in you, Ben, but I see it in me. <laughs> Thanks, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> You're too much of a Pollyanna for for me to ever see that in you. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I think that's actually fair. And I, I did see that post, and I was like, yeah, you know what? Like, he's got a point there. Like, we should still be wanting to, you know, we should still be wanting to cheer for other, for, for guys' success, you know? Um, and, um, yeah. I do think that, um, not to go Rick Pitino, but some of the, you know, we can get too negative. And I'm trying to be realistic, but, like, if that crosses into actual negativity, like, what what point does, like, what, how does that make anyone's life better? You know, just, just even as a fan following some silly game, how does it make your life better to be really negative about somebody? It doesn't really, we- eh? Well, with the scapegoat thing, the individual scapegoat, I think it's it's like a coping mechanism, right? You kind of like in your mind. <laughs> if um, we just yeah, if we just sacrifice this player on the altar of efficiency, <laughs> we'll everything exactly. will be all well. Yeah. Well, yeah, like you know, in the case of Mook in the last game, the collective response from the fan base was, "Well, if it wasn't for this dickhead, then you know we wouldn't have <laughs> lost the game." <laughs> Simple as that. <laughs> and then you kind of you, you kind of justify it in your mind and reconcile with that, like, okay, well, if, if that didn't happen, then we would have won, so we're fine. And then you move on, but you know, there's usually a lot more to it than that. So, so I think, um, so I mean, Rosier, I'm just kind of like, I just don't think he fits his role that he's in really mm-hmm. right now. I, yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm just not crazy about him. But in the case of Mook, like, we were all happy with him when he was shooting 43% from three. And we all had to know, right, like, the cost of him shooting 43% from three is that he's got to shoot, like, 28% from three some other time, you know? Or or if he's, say, a 36% three-point shooter historically, it's, the, yeah, at 27, 28%, right? Or 29%, sorry. You know what I mean? To come out at his sure. average, right? Like, it's like, I don't know if you went to a hostel at all, Ben, um for your university studies, if at all. No. But if you got a really great meal on Sunday, right? Like they did <laughs> roast or something. <laughs> yep. You I, know, I know that they've, they've got a budget of $2 per head per meal. And that means that you're going to get something awful 
at some point over the next week. Like, it's got to happen. <laughs> You're going to get and some gruel. Yeah, yeah that, that's right. So, I mean, there was this uh, one incident with uh, the worst uh, potato knocky ever. It was an absolute shambles. Um, it was, it was, yeah, it was pretty famous in our hostel. But anyway, um, you know what I mean? Like, we were all yeah. happy to take the 43% when we were getting it. So I don't think it's, you know, with, with guys like that, when they outperform expectations, I don't think we can get mad when they regress to the mean. I don't think that's actually that fair. Um, it's one, yeah. th- it's another thing if they do things that are like qualitatively different, like if they're taking bad shots, I think that's fine. You know, if they're making bad decisions, I think that's fine. But if they're just missing shots, I don't think it's, I think you've just got to ride that out. Like, sure. He, he's going to shoot 36%. That's what it's going to work out at. Like, that's what he is. So, um, just ride it out. Ride out the bad stuff. It will come right. We almost need him to shoot badly for a while so he can get back to shooting normal. So he can peak in the playoffs again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, um, all right, Celtics fans, just try and uh, remember all of that. <laughs> Remember that analogy of the university hostel food. Um, next time you're looking to call out or, or scapegoat a Celtics player. Um, but, I mean, there's definitely, there's definitely some substance to that. Don't be surprised when you get the gruel, I guess is what I'm saying. Because yeah, uh, at, yeah, at some point totally. you're going to be served up a big plate of shit. Um, That's right. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So uh, I was thinking as I was compiling some of the, the posts for this Reddit recap, and it's only the, the two today, and I wanted to leave a little bit of room for this. Um, so... If Celtics Reddit had existed since 1946, right? Since the inception of the Boston Celtics, what, what do you think would be the all-time post on, on so, all-time Celtics Reddit? That's such a cool question to ask. Um, I don't know the answer to it. That's why I'm asking you. <laughs> okay, so we've got we've to we've get a few assumptions. We've got to assume, right, that not just Reddit's around, but like all Twitter, the other media. Yeah. And the media environment's the same, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I honestly think we would go absolutely nuts over the trade for Mikhail and Parrish. Yeah. Like, when you just think about what actually, like, what we actually get the most interest in, it's honestly, it's around transactions, eh? Like, that's what we love. That's the draft. Sure. We just, imagine we trade, was Joe Barry Carroll or something, right? Like, we trade him for Kevin Mikhail and Robert Parrish. Hmm. Uh, Like, I forget. I think he might have been might have been the first overall pick or something. I'd have to Google that right now. But like I know that w- that was like kind of the equivalent of the Tatum for Fultz trade back in the day, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yep, that's that's definitely a good one. Um that would so be huge. If I, if I recall correctly, uh the Celtics Red Auerbach drafted one, Larry yeah. Bird and then there was a year between when they drafted Larry Bird and when he could play for the team. Yep. There'd yep. definitely, definitely be some, maybe not the, the top all-time Celtics Reddit post, but there'd definitely be a year's worth of, like, <laughs> like workout videos, right? Of, like, Larry Bird, uh, <laughs> just, like, in the gym, just, like, working hard on his shot, um, you know, blowing up on Instagram, going on Celtics Reddit for that, that whole year uh, between when we drafted him and when he could play. Well, also, and think about, yeah, actually, there's actually no comparison there because we drafted him, and then he had that run to the final against That's Magic. Right. Yeah, yep. That, yeah. So we, it would have been like having drafted Doncic and then watching him go on that run in the Euroleague, but like way bigger. We would have been out of our freaking minds about that. 
I think like a top all-time game post thing, like video clip, would have been um, Mikhail clotheslining Rambus. Like just yeah. the context of that game <laughs> and that particular play being like the defining play in the defining game of the defining series of like Larry Bird's career. Yeah, absolutely. That I think that was that double or triple overtime game against the Suns as well. Mm. Um in the 80s and also uh, Havlicek steals the ball that's got to be yeah. up there as well um so look fans out there listeners oh yeah actually probably the biggest though now that I think about it yeah one upvote equals one prayer kind of thing yeah well way to finish the podcast out Joe <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> so Celtics Reddit fans out there, listeners of the podcast, this is an interesting question, and there's there's a lot, there's no right or wrong answer to it. So uh, let us know in the comments. Let us know on Twitter what your thoughts are for the, the top all time Celtics Reddit post, if it had existed since 1946. Very interested to hear um, the thoughts uh, of the people out there. So coming up, like we said earlier, we've got the Kings, we've got the Hawks, we've got the Nuggets. Nuggets is a big one. If you've been listening to this podcast for a while, you know I've got a good mate who lives down the road who. Um, Hosted the very short-lived Nuggets Reddit podcast. Um, haven't lived down the loss to the Nuggets earlier in the season, and I, I really need redemption. This is, to me, this is the championship. We need to beat the Nuggets for me to <laughs> be able to carry on with my life Can with this revive, friend of mine. Do you think so, we might revive the, the 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 Nuggets Reddit podcast for just one episode? Uh, I wouldn't be surprised just to put that extra bit of shit on me if they do beat us. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so look, couple of couple of. Um, couple three games coming up three big games in terms of um letting us all know as fans that this team has has righted the ship and that we're heading in the right direction at the right time so a uh, big few games there all right folks that'll just about do it for the 50th episode of this here podcast took us just wow. over a year to get there but we did it uh big shout out to jackson who mm. is a huge huge part of this podcast couldn't be here with us tonight i believe he's out there bowling in real life uh his team <laughs> up there in newcastle is in the semi-finals so hopefully now he's he's, he's hoisting a, i guess a conference finals uh trophy above his head getting ready for the big game next week but um big thanks to to jackson he's, he's been a huge part of this the show as well yes hopefully he's got like little hats and t-shirts and stuff like that announcing that he's going to the finals <laughs> you know hopefully we get one right like a little uh little souvenir little gift yeah <laughs> or even just maybe just a selfie that'd be nice and and joe obviously a big thanks to yourself as well i know you're a couple of hours ahead of me there in new zealand but you've been uh showing up on the reg doing these podcasts with us now um for 50 episodes so a huge thanks to you as well my friend ben thanks for the thanks but like you know like ben does all the work here guys so um i'm sure like i know i appreciate listening to podcasts for free um and ben uh, it actually costs him like, I think it actually costs some money to make this happen. Oh, it's so, not much um, <laughs> Well, it's still something, and it's more of your time. Ben does all the editing, and um, Ben, thank you, man. Like, it's great. I don't do anything except just spout my opinions. <laughs> they're, they're good opinions. They're, they're worthwhile listening to, and uh, look, I, I enjoy it. I It's not doesn't feel laborious to me at all to do this. I enjoy talking Celtics with you guys. I uh, enjoy the um, interaction that we have with the listeners out there and the Celtics Predators out there. Um, I look forward to doing it for another 50 episodes, another year to come. So uh, here's to that. Here's to the Celtics turning things around. 
big couple of games coming up and we'll see you guys in a week go Celtics yeah. peace go Celtics way to do it Ben because you know what it's like when the wedding speeches start getting to the thank yous everyone just like wants to check out at that point and go get you gotta move it along <laughs> you got it alright <laughs> alright guys catch you in a week see ya see ya